So at the end of the day, the more that you know about your audience, the better off you're going to be. Like you want to create sales pages and content that leave people saying like, wow, they get it. They understand my struggle and how I feel and they know how to help. And in order to do this, you need to know your audience. You need to understand what they're struggling with, what they want, what has and hasn't worked, how they're feeling, and so on. Hey there, I'm Marissa, and I want to personally welcome you to the Escape the 9 to 5 podcast, where we discuss all things making money online and creating a life that you love. After losing my dad at 19, I learned how short life can be. And because of this, I now know that making money online is about so much more than an extra paycheck. It's about freedom. It's about options. And it's about having the opportunity to spend your time on this planet your way. Thank you so much for tuning in. Now it's time to dive into today's episode. Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Escape the 9 to 5 podcast. All right, so today I want to share a short and sweet little episode to talk about one super easy thing that you can literally do today to help your business, to gain clarity, and to really make sure that you're on the right track. So what is that one thing? It is getting to know your audience better or taking some time to get to know your audience really well. So at the end of the day, the more that you know about your audience, the better off you're going to be. Like you want to create sales pages and content that leave people saying like, wow, they get it. They understand my struggle and how I feel and they know how to help. And in order to do this, you need to know your audience. You need to understand what they're struggling with, what they want, what has and hasn't worked, how they're feeling, and so on. Now, there's a good chance that when you started your business, you did some type of avatar activity or some type of audience research, or at least that's what you should have done. And that's a great starting point. But as your business grows, you want to make sure that you're on the right track and you want to continue to get to know your audience so that you can create content and offers that connect with and that serve this audience. And, you know, maybe you're getting to the point where people aren't signing up for your email list. Maybe sales are few and far between, or maybe your business is growing at what seems like turtle speed. And if this is you, it could simply be that your messaging is a little off and that your audience isn't connecting with what you're creating. So getting to know your audience better can really help you get to the bottom of it. So as kind of an example of this, let's say you have a blog about being a dog mom and you create a variety of content about training, products, and care tips, and you know that your ideal audience is fellow dog moms. Seems spot on, right? But what if the majority of your audience has puppies and is only really connecting with your occasional puppy posts? You know, even though this group of people still owns dogs, if they're just focused on their puppy, they're not going to buy your adult dog food suggestion. They're not going to care about senior dog care. 
and they won't buy the full-size collar that you can't stop raving about. But if you know that the majority of your audience owns puppies, you can offer more content around puppies, and you'll likely get way more engagement, conversions, and sales. So this is 100% something that you could discover by getting to know your audience a little better. Moral of the story, the better you know your audience, the more likely you are to create useful content time and time again. And the best part about this is that getting to know your audience is actually super easy. So one of the best ways to learn more about your audience is by simply creating a survey. Surveys allow you to ask demographic questions along with a variety of open-ended questions where you're basically asking, like, what are your problems and how can I help? And this eliminates all of the guessing games and all of the research that goes into trying to create this imaginary target audience or this imaginary avatar. Instead, you're literally going straight to the source and you're asking for actual problems. All right, so let's dive into how to create an effective survey. So number one to start, you'll need to choose a platform to host your survey. I typically recommend Google Forms or SurveyMonkey, which are both free options. Or if you're using Kartra for your online business, you can create a survey within Kartra as well. So your survey platform is going to allow you to create, maintain, and distribute your survey. You're also going to be able to review responses and analyze your data. Okay, so there are kind of a few little tidbits here that I want to note before I go into kind of the next step. Okay, so for starters, do not ask for email addresses or identifiers in your surveys. So don't ask for people's names, just keep it completely anonymous to prevent any privacy concerns. And I also feel like people are more willing to complete your survey if there aren't any personal identifiers. Okay, So next, avoid using PDFs or Word documents to create your survey. You'll likely end up with fewer survey responses and you won't have an effective way of monitoring your stats. Next, SurveyMonkey only allows 10 questions with the free version, so Google Forms might be a better option if you want to include more than 10 questions. And last, use multiple choice options with ranges for demographic questions And then use open-ended questions with text boxes for all other questions. All right, so now it is time to start asking some questions. So this is kind of step number two. So start your survey with some basic demographic questions like age range, gender, and country of residence. Now, why do these things matter? Well, these answers are gold for paid advertising. When setting up paid advertising campaigns, you can narrow your audience by age, gender, country, and more. So this is a great way to get information straight from the source and avoid spending a whole bunch of money on testing. Now with this, like I mentioned before, like so for age, you're going to want to just do kind of different buckets. So you'll have multiple choice questions and you can do it with like 10 year age gaps. So people can choose if they're between like 19 and 29 or, you know, 30 and 39 or whatever it is. And then also with like gender with these questions, also give people an option to opt out of these questions. So 
If they don't want to put their gender in there, if they don't want to put their age in there, that's fine and give them the option to kind of skip these questions if that's something that they want. And we want to make sure that we're still encouraging people to complete the survey so we don't want them to get hung up on that. All right, so next is to follow up with a yes or no question that basically asks, are you qualified to take this survey? So if you have a blog for dog owners, your question could be, do you have a dog or are you planning on getting a dog soon? So if someone says no, you can ignore their survey because you're really looking for responses from people who have a dog or who are interested in getting a dog. Like the responses from people who have no interest in getting a dog are going to be completely irrelevant. That's not something you need to take into consideration. So this is really just a great question to kind of filter your results and making sure that it's the right people that are taking this survey. All right, so after the basic questions are taken care of, it's time to dive into the open-ended questions. So I have a list here of kind of some different questions that you can ask, and I'll put those in the show notes as well. And these are pretty generic just for the purpose of this podcast episode, So definitely get more detail, definitely apply these questions to your niche, Um, but we're really trying to get to the bottom of people's struggles, and we really want to see how they talk about their struggles and what they've tried and all those different things. Okay, so some different questions that you can ask. Where are you at now? Like, what are your current struggles and pain points? Where would you like to be in the near future? So what results would you like to see? Where would you like to be in the more distant future? So with these questions, you could ask, like, what results do you want to see in the next year or then in the next five years? Okay. So what have you tried in the past? What has worked in the past? What hasn't worked in the past? What do you think you're missing? What has stopped you from succeeding in the past? What tools, resources, education do you think would help you reach your goals? Now, like I said, you're going to be want to you're going to want to be much more specific with this, but the goal is to ask questions that dive directly into struggles, attempts to solve these struggles and more. And answers to these types of questions are literally gold. Okay, so you're going to want to try to keep your survey, I would say, under 10 questions or definitely under 10 open-ended questions. And just keep in mind that the more questions that you put in there, the more friction that you create, the fewer responses that you're going to get. So really try to keep this short and sweet and really think about, you know, what are the most important questions for you to ask? What questions are going to provide the best answers, the best insights for you? And like I said before, you're going to want to take these questions and really make them more specific to your niche and more detailed. Um, But the goal of these questions is to dive directly into struggles, attempts to solve these struggles, and more. And answers to these questions, you guys, are literally gold. Okay, so after you have your survey completed, so you created it, you're going to want to share it in relevant places. So if you have an email list, start by sending your survey to your email list. You can also share this survey on your social media pages, in Facebook groups, 
and in other communities where allowed. So these are great options if you don't have an email list yet. You can go to wherever your audience hangs out and share the survey in those locations. So you're going to want to give your survey about a week and feel free to share it on social media more than once and share it anywhere else your audience might spend time. And if you are struggling to get survey responses, if nobody is completing your survey, you can also offer a drawing or some type of incentive that encourages people to take your survey. So, you know, you could give away a $25 Amazon gift card to someone. You could give people a free resource if they complete your survey and so on. All right. So next we have applying your survey results. So applying your survey results and creating content around your survey answers is really the most important part of this whole process. So I wanted to share just a few examples of how you might be able to actually apply your survey results. So if your survey respondent said that they're struggling with losing weight, but more specifically with what to eat, you could offer a meal planning guide. If your respondent said that they wanted to get involved with your advanced yoga classes, but some of the positions are too challenging, you could offer a course or a video series on gaining flexibility and strength. If your respondents say that they love your recipes but struggle with some of the basics, you could create a series of blog posts or a guide with some of the basics that you could link to within your recipes. If you're a travel blogger and your audience would love to see some of the destinations that you've talked about but they can't afford it, you could offer some content around how to travel on a budget or how to strategically save for your next trip. Okay? So these examples all demonstrate how a deeper understanding of your audience can make a huge difference. All right, so when it comes to surveys, I like to send out kind of a generic survey at least once a quarter. I'll also send out surveys when I'm thinking about creating a new product, when I'm seeking validation on product ideas, and sometimes when I feel disconnected with my audience or when business is slowing. Like I've said a few times, the more information you have about your audience, the more relevant content you can create. The more you're going to be able to connect, the more successful you're going to be. All right, so moral of the story, surveys are an amazing way to get to know your audience on a deeper level. By asking a variety of open-ended questions, you can get valuable information that can be used to create relevant products and content that your audience will love. Okay, that is all that I have for today's episode. If you found it helpful, go ahead and share it on social media. Don't forget to subscribe for more episodes, and I'll see you next time.